Welcome to Relationship University. My name is Natalie Bloom, therapist and counselor specializing in young professionals. Each episode, you'll hear uncommon conversations with real people and take away psychological insights and tools to strengthen your relationship to dating, friendships, partners, and work. But most importantly, improving the relationship you have to yourself. Thanks so much for joining me and let's get it started. I really hope you love listening and learning from the podcast. And the podcast is not meant to be actual therapy or a substitute for a relationship with a mental health provider. Welcome back to Relationship University. This is Natalie. I'm so happy to be here with you today. And this podcast is all about how to crush being a supportive friend to someone who's struggling with depression or anxiety. And it will give you the skills that you need to show up for someone in your life that's struggling. And if you yourself uh, are struggling in these ways, you'll see why it's going to be so much easier for you to show up for the people around you just because of your own life experience. And on today's show, I will let you in on some of the common experiences of anxiety and depression and how you can more deeply understand it and also how you can use your own mental health struggles either now or in the past to become an even better person in your relationships and also in the community at large. So this topic is is really personal to me because I'm a therapist and I also struggle with mental health and I want to be open about that even though it's not easy. Um, surprisingly, even as a therapist, being open about mental health is still hard and that's because I'm a person and there's a part of me that wants to keep things private and only expose the quote unquote high functioning side of me. Uh, which I also think says a lot about the stigma that mental health still has today, even though we're talking about it more in some Western cultures and especially in many metropolitan areas in the U.S. and in the world. So why I'm sharing a little bit about my own experience is because if I have never experienced anxiety or depression, I really wouldn't be able to be the person that I am today uh, to relate to as many people as I've been lucky enough to connect with in my life, and I definitely wouldn't have this podcast. So we're going to explore exactly how having depression and anxiety can help you give back to others to contribute to those around you and make you an even better person. And at the end of the talk, I have included one of my top tips on how to communicate with someone who shares a sensitive topic with you. And it works amazing for many situations uh, with most people. So make sure to tune in until the end. So last night I was talking to a friend about the saying, pull yourself up from your bootstraps. And this friend was curious why that phrase sometimes has a bad reputation. Given that my friend comes from a athletic background, it makes a lot of sense that perhaps in the context of trying to be the best athlete in your state, region, or country in sports, um, that might require some level of harsher discipline and toughness from coaches and from uh, other people on your team and from yourself. And that might be an effective coaching strategy for some individuals in order to win, which makes um, so much sense. And I totally get that. And However, in the context of day-to-day people, how 
well does it really work to tell someone to pull yourself up from their bootstraps, especially when it comes to people who are going through a hard time or struggling with chronic anxiety or depression that comes and goes uh, maybe even through the span of someone's lifetime. So one of the things that people might not realize about people who experience challenges with depression and or anxiety is that they usually are already living with an inner military boot camp trainer. So people who are struggling with depression notoriously have an extremely mean inner critic and live with that critic or, or inner bully much of the time. And people with anxiety can experience a similar thing. And one of the trends that I see in my practice is that people who tend to be more anxious bully themselves uh, in the way of trying to be, quote unquote, perfect. And if they fall short, there isn't uh, a friendly inner dialogue about falling short. So in addition, anxiety and depression oftentimes can go hand in hand because people who are anxious often get so tired from running on the perfectionist treadmill and expecting a lot of themselves. And all that rushing around and worrying can cause fatigue. And sometimes that's when depression sets in. And depression can come from the exhaustion of trying and trying and trying so hard and then crashing. And then once someone is experiencing depression, it often can feel extremely hard to do everyday tasks like showering, preparing food, doing laundry, seeing friends, and making progress on other goals. If this is something that you personally don't experience on a regular basis, perhaps it might be helpful to think about a time when you had the flu or when you were going through a very hard breakup or had lost a loved one or had any kind of hardship that impacts you or had impacted you in the past. And maybe during that hard time, you might have found it difficult to stay focused on doing day-to-day things um, for even maybe just a day or a week or a few hours. And many people who struggle with depression go through periods of time being that days, weeks, or even months where they regularly and genuinely have a hard time doing day-to-day tasks. And I can tell you firsthand, the people who are the hardest on themselves with depression is the person who is struggling with the depression. So I see it in my office all the time. And people with depression and anxiety uh, are typically very mean to themselves and are desperately trying to pull themselves up from their bootstraps within themselves. But it's not all bleak, so let me share with you why. To be real, of course, always trying for that, um, I've gone through waves of feeling depressed from time to time, uh, be it related to PMS or doing too much um, without balance and rest for a few weeks and then getting burnt out. Um, And sometimes the experience of feeling depressed comes out of the blue for me. And you know what? Uh, The secret that people don't usually talk about is that Everyone has experienced struggles in mental health from time to time, and there's a great deal of variability in terms of how often and how intense people experience it, and it makes us human to feel pain and get scared and feel down, and that also includes feeling or being depressed and anxious. But the biggest secret that I myself forget every time I go through a depressed phase is that my experience of struggling with mental health is my secret to genuinely connecting with the clients I work with and also really anyone I meet out in the world and connecting with my friends and family. 
And it really does give me a real understanding of the pain that people are going through, even if it's not exactly the pain that they're going through. Anytime I have an experience in my life that I think is quote unquote negative, it actually really informs my work as a therapist and how to be a good friend or partner um, and be the best that I can be. And that's because I've gone through something that makes me feel non-judgmental of someone else's pain. And it makes me relate to people going through many different things. And my pain actually turns out to be my power. And I know it might sound cheesy, but it's so true for me. And it's really um, one of the main mechanisms and approaches that I can take to relate to lots of different people. And I sense that my clients feel that I'm right there with them and I have a sense of knowing and understanding of their of what they're going through. And I'm definitely not sitting there on my high horse looking down at someone going through an emotional struggle thinking that I've had it all figured out. Going through our own struggles really helps us listen better, empathize with others, and make people feel seen and heard. And really being seen and heard is what intimacy is. And I'm not just talking about romantic intimacy, though this is one of the forms of intimacy that we can experience in this lifetime, and it's it's a great feeling. Um, but I'm talking about human intimacy. And if we break that word down, it spells out into me see. Into me see. It's the ability to see behind the mask or the external front that we hold or someone else holds, like the superficial stuff about how we look, you know, small talk. But intimacy, intimacy allows us to go so much deeper. And there's something so rare and special when someone really sees us for who we are and what we're going through and exhibits true understanding without judgment. And that can actually sometimes be the actual solution to make someone get out of an anxiety spiral or a depressed mood. And that's one of the reasons why therapy is so effective. It's because one of therapy's purposes is to show up authentically and to be accepted by another human being, which is something that we all need. And we really all need to be understood by someone. And how cool would it be if you could be that someone for someone? Um, that can make a real difference in someone's week and in someone's life. And not everyone really like had that gift or gets the gift of really being heard without judgment in their life. Um, sometimes that just hasn't been someone's experience. And that's not something to underestimate. And you don't need to be a licensed therapy to do that for someone, which is why we're chatting about it today. And when we feel like someone accepts us uh, for what we're going through, it really is helpful. And it also can be helpful to know that there are solutions for problems and that someone is there to be by your side to figure things out, not and figure things out, not in a condescending way, which is, is it is actually is very distinct, which goes back to that, the saying, the bootstrap saying. So when you tell someone to kind of pick themselves up from their bootstraps, Someone who's suffering can kind of interpret that. Almost, it can almost feel like someone's yelling from a distance like, hey there, I see you struggling. Good luck in getting your shit together. 
which doesn't feel great for most people at a vulnerable moment when someone's feeling vulnerable. And again, there's there's a time and place, and some people really love the tough love approach. So I'm not throwing it out um, totally, but just in this kind of situation, sometimes the tough love isn't really the best uh, approach because people are already being so tough on themselves. Um, and sometimes people need a little bit of a softer approach. In my experience, both as a therapist and as someone who struggled with mental health, um, I don't find the bootstraps approach to be overall super effective. And that's mostly because if I could have pulled myself up from my bootstraps, I sure as hell would have. And most people would. And the reason for that is because people want to succeed in their life. It's It doesn't feel good to be lazy. People want good things for themselves. So if someone's struggling, chances are they they just don't want to be. And the nice thing is that we can feel so much better from a simple act of someone seeking to understand us and what we're going through. I know it sounds like it's way too simple of a solution, um, but it's when when someone shows up and when it's done with true empathy and compassion and humility, it's amazing how it can change someone's day, week, or even year. Two strategies that can be really helpful in showing up for someone and really crushing showing up for someone who's struggling with depression and anxiety is the follows. So the first one is uh, so be someone that's really listening, empathizing, and understanding uh, without judgment. And the second way to do that is to be a teammate who can be by someone's side to explore what they they might need um, to get help rather than telling someone what to do or how to do it. And sometimes people can feel better simply by having a compassionate listening ear, which I'm repeating, I know, because it's it really does work. So I would encourage you to try it out. And sometimes we can help someone who is hurting by helping with also helping with the logistical stuff, like helping someone find a therapist, uh, return some clothes from their online shopping, bring over a meal or maybe go to the grocery store with them, um, or help out with other tasks that might be feeling really challenging right now while someone's um, feeling really down. If you're someone who experiences anxiety and depression regularly, you really already have a built-in superpower to show up for your friends, family members, colleagues, strangers, whoever, um, with empathy and understanding. And I can tell you firsthand that it is a superpower because that's what I do for my day job. And a huge thing that informs my work as a therapist is by really getting it when people are going through something, which hopefully makes people I talk to feel really seen and understood. And you can really do the same thing in, with people in your own life. If you experience depression or anxiety, you can tap into that place where you know the pain and be a listening ear that has a sense of wisdom from your own painful life experiences. And if you're someone who doesn't often struggle with mental health stuff, um, you can still show up really well for people you know, be it a partner, a child, a parent, a friend, et cetera, who is struggling. Uh, and one way to do that is to reflect on a time when you were going through a hard time, be it a breakup, job loss, loss of a loved one, or any other challenge, maybe even Take out a piece of paper right now or the note section on your phone or wherever you do your little scribble notes um, now and then do this exercise if you'd like 
write down one or two of your life experiences that were hard, even if it lasted only a few hours or a few days, or even if it was 20 years ago that you struggled with something. It really, it doesn't matter. Um, you can still tap into your emotional memory and try to remember what that felt like. And take a good moment and remember how it felt. Maybe pause this episode if you're doing it right now and listening and ask yourself, do you remember how you wanted people to react to you? Were you looking for a solution during that time? Did you hope for a pull yourself up from your bootstraps response from somebody close to you? And maybe you did, and that's that's also totally okay. Um, and can you remember what were the things that people said, did, or didn't say that felt right to you in your moment of suffering? Through understanding curiosity about people's experience and the generosity of our listening to others, we can really make a difference in someone's life. And it might be a little easier to empathize with pain if you're someone who's experienced pain on a regular basis, but everyone is capable of showing up for someone who's going through a hard time. And that can result in deepening the relationship that you have with that person and becoming a leader in connecting with those around you. And I'll leave you with the tip that I promised I would share from the beginning. And this is something that can help you connect to someone who's going through a hard time. And I actually learned this one from my cousin. So this is a great option for when someone shares with you something that seems sensitive. So what to do is before jumping in and talking, take a deep breath, have some eye contact, show someone that you're there and you're present. And then you can ask, are you looking for a listener, a person to repeat back what I just heard, for someone to brainstorm options, brainstorm options with you, or would you like my thoughts or opinions or a combination of these? So that's a great way to show that you're someone who would like to make sure that you are connecting to that person in the style that this person would like, which is really rare for someone to be this socially aware and actually ask this. Um, you can ask this before someone shares something after, um, or you could even politely interject um, as they're sharing uh, if you really wanna know how you can show up for someone. And this can be so helpful for the person who's opening up to you. And just to repeat that again, here is what you can ask. Are you looking for a listener, a repeater backer, a brainstormer, or looking for an opinion? So that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you've been able to find even just one thing from this talk that can be helpful in connecting with people and maybe even making a difference in someone's day. And um, if you found this to be helpful, please feel free to share this with someone you think would find this valuable. And um it's really exciting that we can have this conversation. Um, my name is Natalie Bloom. I'm so fortunate to be able to talk to you and remembering that through awareness comes connection. And until next time. I hope you had a great time listening. 
Again, just a friendly reminder that the podcast is for informational purposes only. Relationship University is not intended to be a substitute for psychological, psychiatric, or medical advice, or diagnosis and treatment, or actual psychotherapy with a therapist or psychologist. If you're desiring or needing mental health support, please seek the advice of your medical provider or other qualified mental health professionals. If you think this may be a mental health emergency, please call your doctor or 911 immediately or go to your local emergency room. Life can be challenging sometimes, and everyone goes through tough things. And I hope you're seeking professional support from your own personal therapist if that's something that you think would be beneficial to your life. I appreciate your time to listen to this and take care. 